Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. Man, had a great time today sitting down with Anna uh, Merrill. We talked about a lot of stuff ranging from meditation to journaling to bodybuilding, CrossFit competitions. We talked about um, putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations. We talked about vulnerability. We talked about a ton of different stuff. So this is the episode for you, no matter where you're at, what you're looking for. Um, you can find Anna on Instagram, and that is going to be – our handle is going to be Anna Merrill Fitness. That's A-N-N-A, so two N's and Anna, and then Merrill, M-E-R-R-I-L-L, Fitness. So it's Anna Merrill Fitness. Go ahead and give her a follow there. That's where you guys can find her. Uh, don't forget at Pullman Fitness, we are doing a special 30% off your first three months of coaching. Um, so if you're interested, go ahead and go to the Pullman Fitness website, fill out the contact form um, to schedule a free consultation, and we can get that going uh, to talk about coaching and see what that would look like for you. Uh, other than that, without further ado, enjoy the episode with Anna Merrill. Hey, you need an off-season. I made, like, Blake wanted to make her own trail mix. Sure. Because right? we wanted to get trail mix, but there's all the chocolate and all the crap in it. I was like, okay, we're making our own. You hey, hey, them. hey, it's delicious crap. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. ate so much chocolate. For my daughter, I was like, no, we will make our own. So we bought, like, right. dried fruit. We made our own little thing and brought mini, mini, the little mini chocolate chips. Sure. Yeah, I ate, like half a bag of cashews and then I like looked at it and I was like oh my god that's all my fat for like three days not just for today <laughs> it's like enough fat for like three days <laughs> was it a Whoops. lot what's your what's Whoops. your what's your fat intake at right um, now I should know I think 50 okay yeah yeah mine's like 140 a day so I'm all about the nuts <laughs> but the problem is I love trail mix too but if I have a trail mix that's where like all that oh, sugar sure. comes in and it's like well Screw but that. everything in moderation. Have you're balance. right. You're right. Everything everything so, in moderation. Yeah, I don't like freak out now, sure. especially off season. I sure. don't like if I want some trail mix then I have some, but Sure, I get that. Same Fair enough. Okay. I think mine is coming through okay, so mine's on the bottom, yours is on the top. That's good to know. Are you tracking your macros up? Oh yeah. Yeah. I meant like uh, 190 grams of protein, three thirty for carbs on four days out of the week, and then 145 for fat is pretty much where I'm at. And then I'll go like low 200s the rest of the other three days out of the week. So, and I'm not being super strict right now, which is why I'm not like prepping or anything like that, but I'm trying to stay plus or minus 10 grams of each one. See, so, and that's what I'm doing, plus or minus five right now. Right, like, relatively, yeah. Trying to be relatively consistent. Yeah, and if I have some holiday cookies, it's gonna be fine. Right, it's exactly. It's gonna be fine. Screw it. Screw up. You did it's a time to enjoy. Yeah, you did a uh, you did a CrossFit competition recently, did you not? Yeah. Is that what it's called a comp competition? Okay, just make sure. <laughs> make sure I got the word right. Because I think someone I think it was on my Instagram story. Someone corrected me. They're like, it's not called a meet. It's called a CrossFit competition. I'm like, all right, my bad. Oh, I don't so, think I don't know. Maybe it is called. I, they said it was called. I think you're, I think it's right. How did it go? I mean, for my first one. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we didn't place in the top three, which would have been nice, and I did right. scale, but at the sure. same time, freaking good. Like, I don't know. 
So how, I don't understand how that works. So is it like, were you, did you have like a team and it was like a total team score or was uh -huh. it individual or what? Um, are you recording? Do you want to? Yeah. Oh, wait, you're recording already? Yeah. Like, when did you start rolling? Like, I don't know, five minutes ago, maybe. Okay. Anyways. Um, yeah. Did a competition with a partner. So, so it's it was one, a, so every, so you guys are like on a team with a partner uh -huh. against other partners. Yep. One, okay. one guy, one girl. Okay. So my partner oh. was much more experienced than me, but I went into it knowing I was the weak link. So, and he went into it knowing it was going to be a fun competition. Okay. okay. And let's he not get super it, competitive. Sure. Let's just let it go and right. let Anna get her feet wet with her first CrossFit Fair competition. Enough. Fair enough. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, so how does it, is that how it usually works? Like you have one partner or there, how there's or does it change all the time? It's chain. It changes. Like there's one coming up. I think is even teams of three of three females, three males. Like okay, so it seems like no matter what, you have to have a balance with team uh, males and females. No, like it's three females and it's just a competition for females. Like all the <coughs> female teams compete against you. each other. And okay, three that makes sense. Males. Um, there's also individual cups. There's also teams of four of two women, two men. Like usually that's right. The same, but sometimes okay. there's like. Teams of two guys, two girls, like, yeah. So okay. it changes. Okay. But this last one was one guy, one girl. Okay. And what what did you have to do in that in that comp? Um. So there was five, four workouts, and then one for the finals. How long does that last? All day. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say CrossFit people are crazy. That's what I thought. Like, uh, sure. Yeah. A little bit. Right. To to compete at any level, you have to be a little crazy with any sport. Yes, I and think. I almost pulled out the week of like. Okay. So I did my CrossFit level one certification the weekend before. Okay, that's right. I remember you told me. Worked on form, technique, right. with like all the major lifts and everything, and I was like, okay, okay, I don't know if I should even be competing because I have so much work to do on my form and technique, like so much work. Sure. That I'm gonna be going in and doing this all. I mean, once I'm tired, I know my form's gonna go, and then I may get injured and all that for all right. the reasons that people normally worry about CrossFit. So, um, yes, but. Went into it, um, we had, first challenge was um, a chipper challenge where we had to do wall balls. Okay. I can't remember the number. Wall balls, um, jump rope, double okay. unders, and then sit-ups. Okay. I'm at sit-ups. Okay. So, and those could be split up however we wanted to. So, between team members. But you just had to complete all of those, and was it <clears throat> the total amount of reps for the entire team, or each person had to do those reps? Um, it was the total amount of reps. Okay. And then you had to complete that as many rounds as possible in 12 minutes, okay. I believe. Okay. So, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and do you each have like a judge there uh -huh. keeping track? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, if like you don't, people sure, like, like, <laughs> hips get below <clears throat> parallel or wall balls. And, okay. Yes. Um, yeah, and then making sure you come up and touch your toes completely for sit-ups. Like, okay. So your legs always. are just up in a fixed position? No, your legs are down. And you have to sit all the oh, way down. Oh, I see feet. what you're saying. Your okay. Okay. Um, so we had that one, and then we had a 4,000 meter row, okay. which we each had to do 4,000 meters. <laughs> really sucks. And I thought it was going to be fine. Like, oh, I was like, no. went into it, and I was like, oh, I'm good. Like, I'll be fine. That's no. a lot. No. I, I, I yeah. In my classes, I have people row like 300 meters, and it's exhausting. 4,000? Are you kidding me? And then trying to pace yourself. Like, oh, yeah. No, forget about it. No, was that the first right. time you've done like that many... 4,000, yes. Meters and what? Okay. I've done 2,000, and so I was like trying oh. to keep up with my, but I've done like sure. 2,000, like, hey, like, it's back day, I'm going to do 2,000 meters rolling, and right. going to try to keep up with that pace, and no, no, that did not nope. last. Not at all. No. Nope. Never does. 
Yep. Oh my so, gosh. So, um, yeah, had that, and then had a clean ladder. Um, okay. So where that one's kind of hard to explain. Like there's, we had to do 24 reps at the lowest weight. Okay. But it could be the men had different weights than sure females. Right. Each team member had to complete at least one at like the lowest weight. Okay. So like I could do one and my partner could do 23. Gotcha. But we split it evenly at right. the beginning. Yeah. And then yeah. like we went up to the next one, then it was 20 reps and we did 10 and 10. Okay. Each at the next weight. Right. Then went up again and that was at 16, did eight and eight. Then uh -huh. we went up again, each did four and four. Okay. And then we got to the last one and I couldn't get my one in. Oh man. <laughs> Oh no, it's just too much. It was, which yeah. in that it was, I got very frustrated. Um, mm -hmm. Was trying my best, um, and actually, I mean, my coach even looked up and she's like, "You just did your PR for four reps was the weight before it." Mm -hmm. She's like, "You just did your PR for four weeks, so to get even one right higher, would be a great feat." Yes, sure. And I got, I mainly got frustrated because I was trying over and over to lift the weight and failing. <laughs> like, and, and of course, the more, the more you're trying over that, over. yeah. And the more you're trying that, the more exhausted you're getting, the harder it's going to be. Yes. Of course. And then, and then and it was just us. It was just us <clears throat> in the center with everyone standing around. Ah, so it's like also all eyes is. are on me. So yeah, okay. then it's like, I care about what other people think and everyone's right. watching and don't mess up. Yep. Crap. Yep. <laughs> All those things are going through my head and uh -huh. just trying, and at least my partner was really good that he's like, hey, we have, so it was as many rounds as you could at the highest weight, up to eight minutes. We had eight minutes to do the workout. Okay. So he's like, we have like three minutes left. Step away. Take a couple deep breaths. Yeah. Like, so I did. Uh-huh. So yeah, for three minutes though, I'm trying to just lift this weight. And so. It didn't happen. No. How no. long? How long did it take you to get over that frustration? Like once it was done, were you still pissed after it was done, or you're like, I'm oh, gonna yeah, leave it? I was pissed. Yeah. I walked away and was upset. And yeah, I think people look at it differently, like handle stuff like that differently. Some people may brush it off. Sure. Um, I think I'm a pretty competitive person. At least my coach came out and she's like, "You're upset and you're emotional because you're so competitive. Like right. you want to get that." And I was like, "Right, I want to get it. Like the will was there, the desire was there, but it just wasn't happening." And uh -huh. I was trying my Damn hardest over and over. Sorry, yeah. excuse my language. And you can say whatever you want on here. Okay. You should have heard Zach's episode. It was I off the yet. hook. Okay. It was, oh, he was cussing up the song. But yeah, you can say whatever you want. Okay. I can't filter you guys on here. That wouldn't that would do me a disservice. Everybody disservice. Thank you. No filter. <laughs> you got it. No filter. Um, yes. So she's like, you're, you're trying your hardest, you can't get it. And she goes, It's not in your character to be like, oh, no big deal. Like, <clears> I didn't get it. She's like, Right. How bad do you want to get back and work on this? And I was like, Yeah, let's start working on cleans. Like tomorrow no. like as soon as we can let's work on this uh -huh. and she's like right that's who you are like you want to get better and right. so take a moment and it was it was like five minutes sit outside and I was like okay next is burpees and I love burpees let's go right so it was max bar over burpees okay so jumping over the bar right, right. Yep. doing that for three minutes <laughs> but only only so it was like 30 seconds me, 30 seconds my partner. So it's only a minute and a half. Oh, okay. Which doesn't sound like... Yeah, like, if it's broken up, you get a... Yeah, I'm right? still... I'm sure right? so. like, just move. Just go th mm -hmm. fly through your burpees, let's go. And right. then, like, burpees. And then you deserve your 30 seconds rest and take it and... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it happened so fast that it was kind of like, well, <clears throat> let's just 
do that again. That so did that. Really, that was way too fast. Sure. So. so did that help you reset, like mentally? Yeah. Being able to do something you liked? Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so then it was just like, then I moved past. It was sure. like, I just need that minute to, I don't get over the fact that I was just trying so hard. Right. Trying so hard and it wasn't coming through. Right. So, yeah. Um, yes. And then we had finals that night. Okay. And so yeah, all day then. But the final one was really fun. Was what was that? Dumbbell clusters. Okay, what the heck are those? Um, let's see, I don't even remember how it's like a thruster and a snatch. Okay. Combined. Okay. So yeah. That makes sense. Is that right? Clean and thrusters. Sorry, clean I've and thrust, by the way you're thinking about. Right? Clusters, clean and thruster. I don't yeah, know. Down, push down. Snatches yep, up over. Yep, yep. But thrusters. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and then it was so we were in the scale division, there's scaled and there's the okay. prescribed division. We're in the okay. scale division. So the prescribed division was having to do muscle ups, we were doing pull ups. Okay. Um, and then back to so it's thirty seconds clusters, thirty seconds pull ups, thirty second clusters, then thirty seconds either toes to the bar or knees to elbows, okay. and then do that again. All right. <clears throat> gotcha. So it's fun. That sounds great. It was I gotta, amazing. I, I, mean, like, yeah. I want to do it again. I'm sure. So like, you, again, I'm so excited right now. Like, <laughs> just talking about it, you're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, you said, I think last time we talked, you said you played soccer, right, growing up? Mm -hmm. When you Were you the same then? Like, if you had something bad happen or a bad game, were you able to leave it on the field, or was it? did it stay with you for, like, the next few days after that, as far as driving you crazy, the frustration? I wouldn't say for a few days, but no, I definitely get frustrated because I'm so yeah, competitive. For like, sure. I, it's, it's not like, oh, I just let it go. It's like... Right. No, I, I get I get frustrated. Right, it stays in your head for a little bit. Yep. Yep. I was the same. I was the same way. Here's another question for you. If you were competing in a CrossFit competition mm -hmm. and you had a trans transgender athlete oh, competing, geez. let's not do this. Let's do this. Let's and not you not had a transgender athlete competing, how would you would you would you feel like you'd have an unfair advantage? Yes. Thank you. Okay. It's it just say whatever you want about like the political side of it, and they can be whoever they want to be. Yes. Whatever. Fine. But. But in competition in sport. It, it doesn't even make sense to me how people can allow that. I don't understand. No. It makes no sense. And it's not like you are having these people. These aren't people who are, you know, they were 8, 9, 10, and they're like, hey, I think I might be a girl. I want to switch. These are people who are like 20, 30, and then yeah. they switch. They've gone through puberty as men, and then they switch over. And I think to say that it's fair is unbelievable. I would agree with that. It's ridiculous. Anyway, just wanted to, just wanted to see what you thought about that. Yeah, I think it's insane, but... Um, and I'm going to go into a tangent with competing. Perfect. On something. Um, just a podcast I was listening to recently, um, Root Strength. Um, yeah, yeah. Talking about... Um, gosh, I don't remember his name. Navy Seal was talking about putting yourself in uncomfortable situations over sure. and over. Mm -hmm. That you should do that. Everyone should practice doing that, um, especially in like a controlled environment <clears throat> like... A CrossFit competition mm -hmm. where you see what you're made of, where made of, where your back's up against the wall, so that when shit hits the fan in right. your life, that you are ready for that. And when you're dealing with catastrophe, when right. things go wrong, that you have got repetitions in uh -huh. of having your back up against the wall. Uh -huh. Yes. So what does that what does that look like for you? Because I think the I think it's one of those things where we're like, okay, the idea of that is nice, but actually putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation doesn't happen naturally. You have to force yourself. Oh, yeah. You have to sit there and think, this is uncomfortable, but I'm going to put myself in it right. anyway. So what does that look like for you? Well, that's like the CrossFit comp. I didn't want to oh, okay. do it. I, didn't, I did not. The gotcha. like, I'm following week you. of, I was like, nope, I don't want to do this. Ah, okay. Nope. 
Okay. Nope. What made you sign up for it in the first place? That same mindset? Tyler, Tyler Fry, who was my partner, okay. asked me to do it. And I was okay. like, I don't think I'm ready for this. And he was like, you got it. Okay. Like, okay. Like, I gave in the fitness peer pressure really easy. <laughs> so okay. he's like, all he had to say was, you got this pretty much. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I just got this. But let's do this. 4,000 meter road, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'd say that was one of them. And in the 4,000 meter row, um, as I know, my mom had brought my children to the competition. Okay. And my daughter started crying during the 4,000 meter row because my mom was like, you could see you were in pain. Like you were pushing yourself uh, through pain. And right. like she turned around and asked my mom if I was going to be okay. Uh, I was like, so to me, yes, so it, right? Like, oh, <laughs> no, I didn't want to do that. But at the same time, I think it was good for her to see. Absolutely. I was just going to say that. Yes. And so that was like a controlled environment of like, testing, seeing who mm -hmm. you are, and if, like, mm -hmm. you just give up, or do you keep going? Yeah, and it's probably one of those things now where she sits there and she watches and she sees, okay, my mom is in pain, but luckily, that I mean, if that if that memory was, whatever, traumatic might not be the best word, but if that memory, <laughs> if that memory struck a chord with her, she'll think about it years later and probably remember my mom was testing her strength, pushing herself, I saw my mom, you know, take that opportunity of being uncomfortable to learn more about who she is. And like you said, that's a great thing for her to remember and be able to think about and reflect on. Well, even the clean ladder was, I was like, it came up a couple days later. I can't remember what she was trying to do and she couldn't get it. And I said, okay, so let's just keep trying. It's okay. Like let's work on the effort, uh -huh. keep trying. Sure. And I said, do you remember when mommy was trying to lift the heavy weight? Cause that's what she was like. You're trying to lift heavy weight. And I was like, and I didn't get it. I didn't get it. But I kept trying. And she's like, Right, and she's like, okay, mommy, I'm gonna keep trying. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cool. So, yeah, but that was that was an uncomfortable situation. Uh -huh. I think that I I do, I would say most people maybe, I don't know, play it safe and make excuses all this day. Yeah, we like, all do in some aspects of our life. Right, Absolutely. yeah, so to put yourself be like, yeah, let me sign up for something that's uncomfortable. <clears throat> like, oh, let's do a Spartan race. Like that to me would be crazy uncomfortable, or like get electrocuted, like whatever the. Like, I got out of that one. You when you have epilepsy, like, oh, you get out of a lot of things. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. no, like that uh, immediately is like nope. Yeah, nope, nope. I wasn't, I wasn't really feeling it, and then the sign said, "If you have a history of seizures or epilepsy, don't do it." And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I will be honest. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of bummed because I didn't get to put myself in that uncomfortable situation. But at the you same have time, a history of? Yeah, I have epilepsy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Let's so talk about this. yeah, I mean, I was I was diagnosed. Uh, okay, so what happened was in high school, we had um, uh, like our I don't want to call it strength and conditioning. It was more like moving weights around, and it was called strength and conditioning. It was super unorganized <laughs> and horrible. But uh, anyway, we had our weights class in the morning, zero hour. So that was before first period. Yeah, and that was at like six in the morning. So um, it was mostly for the baseball team. So I'd go to that early and. Um, what I started noticing is that when I woke up, I would get like these twitches in my hands, like these uh, you know, twitches, jerks, however you want to describe them. Um, and I honestly didn't think of anything of them at first. And then um, the, the more they would happen, I found out if I like laid down and relaxed, they would kind of go away. Um, but if I just kept going and going and going, it would get worse. It would go to my legs. Um, and it just consistently, almost, you know, every morning I'd be dropping my, I would make Man, I was so unhealthy then. I would make Eggo waffles and I put like just slabs of peanut butter in between and all this syrup on there. And I didn't care about the twitches. I cared about dropping my freaking waffles on the floor. That's what I was upset about. <laughs> oh my God. So Priorities. anyway, Priorities. right. Priorities. What matters? What matters? Right. That's what matters. So yep. anyway, I kept, you know, 
twitching and having these incidences where I was dropping these waffles on the floor. And I, my parents knew about it, and they're like, all right, we'll, you know, we'll monitor it. We'll see what's going on with it. And then one day, um, we had an away game, so we had to be there early for the bus. And uh, it was, you know, like a typical, most people, it was how I did it waking up. It was just alarm goes off, get right out of bed, go. And so <clears throat> alarm went off. Uh, I must have snoozed it or something. But the point is I was late, and so I was rushing. And so I got out of bed fast and started having those twitches. And I kept going, kept going, kept going. I couldn't lay down and rest because I had, had to make the bus. I was gonna be late. And so I kept going, 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 going. And then um, eventually it started getting to my legs and I started falling. Yeah, and so, that, so yeah, and so that at some point in the morning, I, last thing I remember is I was putting on my um, sliding shorts and that's it, that's all I remember. And then I woke up and my dad and I were in the car. I had my, like my head was bleeding. He's like, hey, man, we're on the way to the hospital. Um, I think you had a seizure or you hit your head against the wall. Something happened. And so we went to the hospital that morning and they did all sorts of brain scans on me. Yeah. And turned out I had, I mean, because epilepsy, we don't really know where it comes from, how it starts, anything like that. It can be genetic. I don't, we don't have any history of it. But anyway, the brain scans, you know, showed some epileptic activity. And so they're like, you have you know, epilepsy, we think it's this, this version, so it's juvenile mild clonic epilepsy. Um, and it's basically, it's really common in younger children, um, like kids your age, basically, and then they would grow out of it at some point. Kids but, my age. Or, my kids. <laughs> kids my age. Kids your age. Your kids, kids, kids age. age. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your kids age. Yes. Uh, and then they grow out of it. But I was diagnosed in my senior year of high school, so there was, we don't really know if I'll grow out of it or not. Um, it's gotten significantly better, which is awesome. Um, so I have been on, I don't even remember how this started, but I've been on medications since then. So that was 2011 is when I graduated high school. Yeah. Um, so I've been on medications since then, and then um, I, I've been doing a lot better um, since then in the last like two years, and I've been slowly reducing my medications. And my goal with it is just to be completely off medications and go from there to CBD. But that transition is, like you said, in a one where it's one where I'm more than willing to do it, but it's uncomfortable because my neurologist can only help so much. Um, it's not, I mean, it's studied a lot, but not near as much as pharmaceuticals have been studied. So the neurologist is like, well, you know, I can't give you the best recommendation, you know, according to research and data and whatever. I mean, there's a ton of anecdote, but that's my goal is to transition from those pharmaceuticals to CBD, just completely natural, and then eventually hopefully go completely off and that would be my test to see if I've grown out of it, do I have it anymore, anything like that. But basically if I don't get, um, if I don't get enough sleep or if I wake up too fast and I just go zero to a hundred, that's usually what triggers it. And then alcohol too, so I don't drink or anything like that. Um, so that triggers it as well. But anyway, because of that, I was, I didn't have to go through the electrocution thing on the tough mutter. <laughs> but I was, I was bummed because I was like, that was the, that was the obstacle that was, that kind of struck my chord the most and made me most uncomfortable. And I'm like, I need to do it because of that. Right. But then I had to sit there and I think, is it, I felt like an, like an old person. I'm like, is it worth my health? <laughs> and the young part of me was like, sure, you've had seizures and you've been fine. But like the old person self was like, well, you could hit your head on one of those hay bales and snap your neck and that's not a good thing. So I'm like, that, I'll, I'll pass, I'll go pass, pass on that. So yeah, anyway. Was the rest of it uncomfortable? Like, did, um, or was it just no. like, no, you just was, signed up, like, no big deal? Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't uncomfortable. I mean, I think Spartan is a little 
higher as far as obstacles and more difficult, I should say, than Tough Mudder is. Um, the only one that was uncomfortable, I was still totally fine with it. I mean, the polar plunge is cold, but okay. I used to take ice baths all the time, so it was like, whatever. Um, but the one that was a little uncomfortable, I think for a lot of people, you had to, um, you had to lay down in this, uh, it was essentially a, a hole where the, like a, the dirt was dug out and then they put like a tarp in there, but it was this pool and there was a, you know, like a chicken wire, like fence on top. And there was about, you know, two, three inches that you had to put your mouth above the water. And then you had to like use the fence to climb and facing upward, you know, to get all the way through. And that one freaked a lot of people out, you know, because once you're in there, you, you can't get out. Like if you were to drown, the people there can lift the fence up, but you the only way to get out is if you call yourself all the way back. That one was a little uncomfortable, but not enough to make me like not consider doing it. But other yeah. than that, it was, it was, it was fun. Um, I think it would have been more uncomfortable for me if, uh, I had gone by myself because a lot of my team, uh, was walking <laughs> for a good chunks of it. Um, in which I wanted to at some points too, but I, the reason we all went was to do it together. Right. And so I think if I was by myself, I might've pushed myself a little bit more to see how far I could go. Um, but I didn't want to be that guy that went all the way up to the mountains with a big group of friends that planned on hanging out together and doing the race together and right. then just ditch them the whole time. So did, were you frustrated at all? Or were no, you... I wasn't. I was okay. at first. And then I, um, I just got to the point where I was like, you know what, the whole point of this was for all of us to hang out. And so I'm just going to let it go. Um, and let it be. And then there were some points, I would say the first, you know, half, maybe three quarters of the race, I, um, I ran and then I would wait for them at the obstacle. And then it got to the point where I was like, I'm not spending any time with them. This is ridiculous. So I'm just going to, you know, walk, jog, right. whatever with them. Um, but the hardest one was this, it, I don't even know if you consider it an obstacle, but it was this incline that was just, I mean, you, you could barely do it on two feet. You had to like go on all fours for better traction. But I mean, my quads felt like they were going to explode full of so much blood. And I thought they were going to tear apart. It was the most exhausting thing I've ever done in my entire life. But it was, it was fun. Would I pay money to do it again? Nah. You know, I feel like, no. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, the, this one was like a, it was like a gift, you know? So someone got the tickets and said, Hey, let's all go do this. And so I was like, sure. Um, I, I think a reason they get those races get so much traction is just, I mean, people have cushy lives and they have to pay to go out of their way to get some, I mean, seriously, they have to pay to get out of their way to get some sort of stressor in their life. Um, and I, I really do think that's why they're so popular. Sure. They're fun. But if our daily lives were a little bit more challenging, we might not feel so inclined to pay three, $400 to do a race <laughs> where you do a bunch of obstacles. But anyway, um, and you know, and it's in the mountains, you got to pay for a place to stay too. It adds up, you know, so, but anyway, yeah, that was, that was one instance where things got a little bit uncomfortable. So, yeah. So are you going to do another, uh, competition soon or are you like, I'll wait a little bit. How, I mean, are they, can you just find them anywhere? There's quite a few. There's one coming up in January. There's okay. one coming up in February. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and then there's the Open, which um, probably do just to say, like, you can scale it. Right. Um, like, I'm going to make it as a prescribed. And... So explain to me the difference between those two. Like, what does that mean, the scaled and the prescribed? So scaled is just a higher <clears throat> higher intensity, more weight. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of a good workout. I can't even think of it. That would be... A, like doing wall balls, the prescribed weight for a female is to do 14 pounds at nine feet. Okay. That'd be something typical. Okay. If you're doing it scaled, you're doing like a 12 or a 10 pound gotcha. wall at nine feet. So is that scaled to whatever you feel you're comfortable with or do they 
kind of a say. They okay, usually have recommendations, okay. like, but then it is right. Like, you know, gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, or like if you don't, some things you just flat out can't do, like a muscle up. Right. Like, muscle up would be something that's in a prescribed workout, mm -hmm. and if you don't have that, then you're either working on muscle up transitions or pull ups, something right. comparable, similar right. to it. So, yes. <laughs> when you just said that, it just reminded me. I was at the gym the other day, and you know the uh, the the cable crossover stacks essentially. Um, and it has, you know, two cables that go up and down the sides. Yeah. And I think it has, I would see, yeah, 95 pounds on each side, right? And then the pull-up bar's up top. But yes. I think what this guy didn't quite understand is that the structure, it's, it's sturdy, but it's not too heavy. So, like, all the weight's on the bottom, right? And the top has no weight. It's just, like, the aluminum or whatever, you know, metal they use right. to create the things. And the dude went on the pull-up bar to try to do a muscle-up. And then, you know, the muscle-up, if you're... Not very smooth. You kind of yank back yes. to get yourself up, and the thing almost tipped over. No, on it did not. Yeah, it almost tipped. Like it leaned back, and he goes, "Oh!" and he let go and dropped. And I was sitting there like, "Oh my gosh, that thing almost crushed that guy." Anyway, that's just what that reminded me of when you said that muscle up there. But yeah, those are super challenging. Oh yeah. Unbelievably okay. challenging. Everybody's like, "I think I could do that." And, and that's, like, that's why I get yeah, CrossFit. I'm like, "Okay, yep, this this is a challenge. Let's go." Like, yeah, let's, absolutely. Can you work on this? Because I yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Are you are the are most of the people in? I shouldn't just say CrossFit, but in your world, like the classes, the competitions, are they ex-athletes or are they just people that are looking for competition some other way? Or is it a mix? I'd say a mix. Um, okay. And with bodybuilding, one thing I feel like I've found a lot um, is a lot of people had something hard. Like they went through a, some sort of traumatic event. Sure. That, That's very common, yeah. That yes, sort. that then they, they turned into fitness and right. bodybuilding. As a way to, I mean, you work, it's therapy. Like, yeah, you, you work cope through with so much. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I um, found that um, that it's not so much ex athletes, especially in bodybuilding. Um, in CrossFit, I mean, I haven't been doing it that long, so mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm one to speak about the general population sure. of it. But I, just I would figured. say that there is a certain, like, once you're in it and in that world, that community, I would say there's a lot of like minded people that want to be challenged. Okay. Like, there are people out there that shrink back from challenge. And most right. people aren't going to be signing up for a CrossFit class, most likely. So, yeah. um, you form pretty fast friendships, I think, in CrossFit. Just oh, yeah. That's what I appreciate so much about the sport is that it, it completely brought back the culture that big box gyms lost once, you know, everything became so isolated. Machines came about. Everybody's using their headphones. Not that that's a bad thing. I use my headphones all the time. But... It used to be, I mean, like 70s, 80s, it used to be so open and everybody's hanging out with each other, everybody's working out with each other, spotting each other, encouraging each other. Yes. Now it's like, hey, this is my world, back off, don't talk to me. Oh, you want to work in with me? I'm going to be here for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> Hate those people. But yeah, no, I appreciate that sport so much. <laughs> but I am like, like that, like in the gym when I'm lifting weights, I'm like, no, don't talk to me. Oh, I'm, I'm like, in the zone too, yeah. Yeah, I'm in no, the zone too. no, oh, yeah. it is completely like this, very just me, whereas CrossFit is. Sure, but you know, you know that going into it, like this is the culture of this, this is the culture of this, this is what my my mindset, and I think that's a, I think that's a good thing. Um, with with going like transitioning into the bodybuilding, what would you say? Because I would argue that, I, when people think of bodybuilding, they think of only you know competing and all of that stuff. But I would argue that if you were trying to shape and sculpt your body, I think bodybuilding is one of the best ways you can do that. Um, what differences do you see in that sort of training style versus anything else? Like, for example, I think that um, transitioning from the ex-athlete conversation, a lot of ex-athletes struggle with the bodybuilding type of working out because ex-athletes are 
very competitive. They want to be explosive. They want to do everything as fast as possible. Um, but it's, I think bodybuilding is more of, like you said, it's like a, it's an art where you're concentrating on one thing at a time, making sure that thing is activated the whole time and you're in the zone. So if you could kind of think and say, okay, depending on what I see from everyday women in the gym, what could they be doing better taking that bodybuilding realm into it to shape, sculpt their body as they're in the gym? That question makes sense? How can they train differently? How could they train better in order to get that get more muscle tone definition that they're looking for? Well, one thing that I know, that I'm pretty sure you'll back me up on, is weight. Sure. Not, let's not do 100 reps. Right. And tricep extensions. And then, yes, I, I mean. Right. That, that would be a different way of training. Right. Um, Five sets of 30 donkey kicks. No, let's try something else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, um, I still would say, I mean, I, I do five sets of 12, which is still pretty high. It's high. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and the shorter rest periods. Yeah. And then your awareness, focusing on the muscle that you're isolating, that you're working on, instead of just it being more of like a cardio, let's move through this, let's swing through it, let's get as many reps as possible as we can get right. in. Um, and switching it up, like having high volume days and low volume days. Mm -hmm. um, would be one of so what what helps you when you're training to really figure out okay this is how I'm going to isolate this muscle what 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 are some things that you use to get a better connection with that muscle group um, to better control the movement all that sort of stuff what do you do personally to improve those things or work on those things as you're training I visualize I yeah know, like in my head like Absolutely. sometimes I close my eyes and I don't know go into my own world like if yeah. it's just me and I imagine those muscles contracting and mm -hmm. um, even during deadlifts a lot of times I close my eyes and just yeah. look through and imagine the hamstring expanding and then right. contracting. Right. Um, I don't know exactly how else to say that I... There's I no right or wrong answer, yeah. It's just whatever. that I visualize it every time. Mm -hmm. So, and sometimes mirrors do help. Right. They Absolutely. do. Absolutely. I think... To um, see it. Yeah. And that's... So I used to wear pants all the time. Crazy little self-conscious in my legs. Yep, yep. And then okay. somebody one day was like, wear shorts. Then either you see that there's, you need to define your legs more. You see what's working. You see what's not. Yeah. And yeah, I will forever, You put yourself in the spotlight. Yeah, I will forever wear shorts yeah. on my days. Low yeah. boys, even when it's freaking cold out. I'm going to be rocking some little shorts. Absolutely. I'll wear sweats over into the gym, but I'll be rocking shorts. And to see your quads engaged, to see, yes, all that fire up, to hold it and... The visual, the visual is huge. I think another thing for people is, is tempo. I think tempo will help create that mind-muscle connection a lot more than anything else. I think people just go too fast, and because of that, they're using other muscle groups to do the work. I mean, they're using you know too much biceps on their lat pull-down, whatever it might be. But that tempo, especially on a negative or on the yeah on the you know on the on the sure. eccentric part of the movement, helps yeah. a ton. Um, that's a huge one. I think another thing, like you said, with like the mindset, getting your zone, visualizing things, um, I can't get into the mind of most people, but I would argue that most people, your, your everyday people go in there and say, I need to get this. I have a scheduled workout. I need to get in. I need to get it done. And so they go in there and first exercise, they have that mindset of, okay, I just got to get this set done, get this set done, get this set done versus, okay, right now in this present moment, I am using this weight with this movement to work this muscle group, I'm gonna do the best I can to connect with that and then worry about the next thing later. Right, 
and make those, yeah, make your time count. Right. Make your time not count. If you don't have much time, you make that time count. Absolutely. So. I think it's far better, I mean, especially for those people, whatever, I mean, even if you're training one body part a day or you're doing a full body workout, I mean, I think it's better to get through half of it with the mindset that you are doing the best you possibly can to train those muscle groups than just be like, oh, well, I only got, I don't want to get half done. I'm just going to do the whole thing and you kind of just half-ass it and you're not really paying too much attention to what's going on. I would agree with that completely. Yeah. So. Um, Sorry, I can edit this part out. I just got to turn that volume down. There we go. Um, what else training-wise do you feel has like benefited you in your health and fitness other than being in your, you know, being in your zone, getting in that mindset? What helps you when you're in the gym be a better person, have a better physique every time you go on stage? Are there any, is there anything else that really just helps you put that package together better than most people might? Nutrition. Nutrition. We know this. We sure. know this, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Nutrition's everything. It's everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's everything. Um, you, I mean, I can go off for one day and not eat appropriately and notice my workout changes the next day. Mm -hmm. So fueling your body appropriately and seeing shifting your mindset to food as fuel mm -hmm. is completely and I think a, that, a huge, huge game changer. Yeah. And I think that also ties in with the being uncomfortable topic because... I think a lot of people might not understand or haven't experienced, you know, what a good week of proper nutrition looks like with their training, you know, because they're like, that's nah, a lot of work. I don't really have the time right now, whatever the excuse might be. And they never quite understand. They haven't experienced that workout where it's like, whoa, this right. is a million times better. And because of that, they don't make that change. But if you have that switch, you have that paradigm shattering moment where you're like, oh my gosh, if I... You know, if my carbs came from these sources, you know, right. rice, sweet potatoes, you know, fibrous vegetables, you know, for the last three days, that must mean that that's making my workout better. And then they click and it's like, oh, duh, this is why I should be doing this. Otherwise, you're just going through a bunch of crappy workouts, not even knowing that they're crappy. You're right. just used you to it. Know. You don't know any different. You right. don't know any different. Right. So, I mean, do you notice that with your nutrition? Absolutely. 100% yeah. all the time. I mean, especially sleep too. Sleep is, I think, sleep and nutrition are those things where people are like, it's, it's, it's one of those things where they're just like, oh yeah, that's, it's one of those, oh yeah, it sounds great. That's, I'm, I believe it, but I'm just going to blow it up. It's like, no, you literally need to try it because it actually works. It makes a huge difference. If I have a workout where I got even like six hours of sleep versus seven, seven and a half, massive difference, huge difference. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm going to say, yeah, there's some nights I get like four and my workout, I'm like, workout sucks like, and I just kick myself I'm like right. should have got more sleep like, right it affects the whole mm -hmm. and it affects the whole day it affects everything but yeah yeah it affects my workouts for sure mm -hmm. and my strength um, and yes nutrition going back to just switching that mindset of starting to see food as fuel like some people have said in regards to drinking even like oh you're so disciplined like you have how do you say no to all these drinks and it's like because it's not even appealing. Like, I look at it, and it's just, like, stuff that, like, if you're a car, that it's going to clog up my engine. Like, right. it does. Like, You understand what your priorities are, and they're actual priorities. Yes. If your priority wasn't, you know, right. to no, change your fruit, it might be more tempting to go out and have a few drinks with friends every Friday, Saturday night. Yes. But you know where your mind is at right now. I mean, it's that's the same thing I tell people, hey, Adam, why, why do you drive this POS 2003 Honda Civic that has, like, holes in it everywhere, and it barely works? I'm like, well... One, it gets me from A to B, and my like my fully funded emergency fund is way important, way more important right now. 
And that's just the way it is. Okay. You know, I'm not like not having debt is more important. You just have to understand where those priorities lie. And you know, it's not like one is bad or one is good, but for right. those individuals saying, Hey Anna, why don't, you know, I don't understand how you say no to all these things. Their priorities are just different. Right. And if their priority, you know, it's one, it's good for them to say, okay, my priorities are different and this is why I do this, but it's an unhealthy thing to say, Oh, I just, I just, you know, health and fitness is my priority, but I just can't say no to all that stuff. Well, then it's just it's not, not your priority. Right. That's why it's, if, if your health is your priority, then you. Right. Accepting that in the first place is like the first step. But if you're in constant denial, you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to get anywhere. Right. It's, so. it's, yeah, it's horrible. Um, what, last time we talked, you said you were going to start doing like some meditating and like getting a big habit of that. How's that been going? I mean, it still is pretty short in the morning, yeah. but it you still said, is there. I mean, you said five minutes, right? Is that mm-hmm. what you said you were going to do? Yep. So five minutes and then sometimes I do some yoga. Okay. Um, and then I don't know been doing a little bit more journaling and then still listen to podcasts sure. for 20, 30 minutes every morning. Yeah. So, and it is, it's just, it's a totally different day if it gets done, which it still does most of the time, but there's days that it doesn't. And when right. those days don't happen, it's like, I'm behind from, from the get go, just starting behind on the day. Um, win the morning, win the day. And yep. yes, morning routine is still super important to me. Um, still doing it. So, yeah. So what have you seen? I mean, you said you were listening to your podcasts, you know, meditating. Are those all in the morning or mm-hmm. just, okay. Yeah. So I get up at five. Okay. Usually like even if my alarm doesn't go off, like I'm up five fifteen, five thirty, the latest. Right. Just like, an early bird. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Well now, I mean, it's just habit. Like just my body now naturally wakes up like that. Right. So not be like that. Um, and I do it because it's my time. Like I need some time to myself before my kids are up, before yeah. we start through the day Absolutely. Um, and so yes that is all part of my that's yeah whole, like, what did you what's the most profound change you've seen you know since we last talked since you've made those things a habit in your life how have you seen your days change I would say just overall outlook to start my day like just breathing and slowing down it does like it calms me down and it grounds me in the morning like if later we're running late for school that it's like this isn't a big deal like there's worse things in life like Sure. It's okay. <laughs> Just take a deep breath. Um, right. Yes. Um, and if we want to be late for school, if maybe I got my kids up earlier, that's on me. So, um, yes, I think as opposed to, like, I am a pretty, like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go right. type person. And I would notice definitely if we're running late for school or I'm running late for me, whatever, that it was, like, running late gets me, like, frazzled. And I start being like, no, let's go. Like, mm-hmm. and saying that to my kids and like, we have to hurry or now it's like, it's going to be okay. Right. I think it's going to be fine. Yeah. So. I think, <clears throat> go ahead. No. Uh, all I was going to say is I think, I mean, I definitely agree. One thing that I noticed when I, um, follow through with that stuff, cause mine, mine, I love journaling. Like that's my thing. I write down stuff like crazy. That's my morning prayer time. Right. I'm more, I'm not a big writer and I'm starting to do just like the five minute journal. Okay. Have you, I don't know if you've heard of that one. Uh-uh. So, yeah, no. just five minutes. Yeah, we can definitely talk about that. So again, meditation, five minutes, yeah. journal, five minutes. Though. Okay. But, yeah. yeah, for me, um, I mean, but that's always how I've been wired is uh, just just writing language, anything like that has really clicked for me. Um, probably why I was a Spanish major. <laughs> I did that. Um, but it, the, the logistic side of things just never really clicked. And writing has always been, one, easy, and two, kind of therapeutic. 
Um, and so what I do in the morning is when I have like my, my, my quiet time and I'm, I'm praying, I actually write my prayers down and that helps me. I don't know why it just, everything that's on my heart just comes out more when I write it down. Um, and I find that when I do have those times, similar to your designated time, I'm much more present throughout my day. And cause I mean, otherwise if I wake up, I check my phone, I have, you know, emails, messages from clients and I'm answering them right away. Next thing you know, my mind is thinking about what I need to do later that day. And my mind is always in the future, like thinking about what I have to do next, even though I'm in this one present moment, I'm thinking about something else. Like if, you know, if I didn't have it this morning, we were sitting in this podcast, thinking about what I need to do later on. And then next thing you know, my whole day goes by and I sit back and think, what just happened? My life just passed me by. I didn't. Because you're just I'm, going from one thing to the next. Right. One thing to the next to the next. It's one next. thing to the next. And my mind is never focused on the current thing that I'm actually doing. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy how much of a different that, difference that makes. And it, like you said, even when, I mean, because there are times I know where I, um, you know, might not have the time that I would like. And I've been like, nah, I'll just not do it. But there are also times where I say, I'm just going to get five minutes. And it's, it's, a, it's a complete game changer. It's a huge difference. Well, I mean, even, yeah, there's mornings I haven't got my meditation done where once my kids are up, we do it together. Like There you go. And so... How has that been going yeah, for them? Do they, um, are they receptive to that? Or are they like, I can't sit here for this long? <laughs> Holden you? cannot sit. Okay. Holden does not sit. Okay. Blake does it. Um, she's She's got, and she takes her deep breaths. Um, I mean, she's had books, though, in the past about breathing in, breathing out. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, breathing in light, and yeah, so she's she's pretty comfortable with it. Um, so she cuts it maybe a little bit shorter, but yeah, then they see me doing it, and it's better than doing nothing. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna ask you, because I notice the difference between yes, if my morning, so I do, I haven't made a, a tremendous effort, but I'm not checking my phone right when I wake up. Yeah. And noticing the difference in mornings mm-hmm. when you don't check your phone right when you wake up. Absolutely. Right, and you do meditation, and you listen well that's using my phone but before you go on instagram before you start checking emails that you take time to ground yourself to be present yep do you check your phone right when you wake up uh i do it's it's a it's it's a habit that i work to break so i don't every morning but if i don't consciously make an effort not to it's that's 100 what happens especially because you grab your phone and right especially because it's my alarm um, and so that's, uh, that's something that I set myself up for failure with every single day. I need to go to buy a freaking $5 alarm at Big Lots <laughs> and use that. Um, because like you said, it's, you, you turn the alarm off, roll over and then first grab it, roll out of bed. But I will say, I mean, even if I do Or use then it, you just sit there in my bed and scroll through Instagram for 30 minutes and then I'm like, oh, that time that I set right. for myself is no longer exists. Yep. And then also, you also start your day looking at other people's crap, thinking that their life is better than yours and it's horrible. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's, it, it's a huge difference. I mean, I will say, I mean, there's even a difference where, uh, you know, the alarm goes off, I roll back, I, you know, I roll over, turn it off and leave it there. And then I'll leave my room without grabbing my phone. Yes. Even that makes a huge difference. Yes. Um, but when I'm on top of it, I'm charging my phone outside of my room. If I don't need to have an alarm to wake up, charge the phone outside of the room, do not touch it until all my other stuff is done. Oh my gosh. My day is like a million times better. Right. So much better. Um, it, and I think even, I mean, going off of that, just the presence of knowing that your your world is there next to you, or the world is there next to you, I think, I mean, I would have to see if there are studies on this, but I would guess that there is some level of stress that is a little bit higher when it's just there next to you, knowing that, you know, it's right there available for you to grab, but when it's off in a different space, mm-hmm. it's completely different. I mean, um, when 
Kaylee and I went to get a cinnamon roll the other day. I left my phone in the car and it was so much better. Like our time together was amazing. Right. And it's just, it, it's because I knew having, okay, having that phone be gone, there's nothing I can do about it. Someone calls, whatever, it's nothing I can do, you know? Um, and it was, it was, it was right. so there's, much a, there's a difference between having it and saying I'm not going to use it and a difference between it being in. 100%. Yep. Everybody thinks, oh, it's still on me, but I'm not going to check it. Different. Different. Your, mind, your subconscious is still thinking about it. Yes. When you buzz, you're still thinking, I wonder who that could be. It's, it's a world's difference. So um, when you're doing your meditating, what, what are you thinking about? What are you, what, I don't know, what are you meditating through? What does that look like for you? Is it different just, every time? Just, just breathing. 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 Okay. breathing and noticing, not trying to have like the absence of thought. Um, but more of just acknowledging what comes up. Okay, so what does that look time. like? Give me an example. If immediately I start thinking about the rest of the day, you say, then taking a moment, saying, nope, I'm here. Okay. And I'm going to breathe. Yeah. And let that go. And just kind of let it drift away. Mm -hmm. um, if something that upset me comes up, to take a bigger breath in, sometimes even, and think about filling up with love and letting that go. Right. Um, just creating, I guess, an opposite effect or an opposite emotion of anything that I may be feeling that maybe comes up that's negative. Um, and taking that time not to just completely say like, oh, that didn't happen, I didn't feel that, but to let it go and to just be present with my breath and then afterwards to sit and reflect on what did come up. Right. So, yeah, because it is, a, it, is a thing, it is a real thing that did come up in your mind. It came yes. to your mind and to your thoughts for a reason. Yes. So why deny that? Right, so that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, I would say during my meditation that I focus on my breath and I don't dive, like I don't start diving into why am I feeling this? Well, it's, well, let that go. Stay here and breathe. Take a deeper breath in. Sure. And let it pass. And then afterwards, it's like, okay, so why did that come up? And addressing what came up during, because it's five minutes. Like, right. Yes. So, so, but it's something that I have to immediately address right after. Yeah. Otherwise, school doesn't happen. So you also mentioned journaling. What? What are you looking, you, you said you were going to start, right? Yeah. What are you looking, one, why do you want to do it? Two, what are you looking to get out of it? Because um, I don't think people are like, I'm just going to journal for, you know, fun and just see what happens. You know, you might have something that you're working towards, something you're trying to get out of it. What are you feeling? Just to sort through some emotions. Um, okay. I hope to get, my, get to know myself better. Um, but free writing, just whatever comes up, write it out. Um, also, something to work on myself. So... I have done well, like, in school with writing and everything. Um, with Other people have said that I write well, but for me, it causes me, like, talking about it, even if I stress out, like, writing stresses me out. It really, like, even Why? writing freaking Instagram captions stresses me out. Why? Who cares, right? Who cares? Okay. Who cares? But it stresses me out because I'm a perfectionist. Okay. And, like, if my grammar's not right, if, like... I don't use the right word. I'm a grammar freak, so I'll just call you out when it's not. Does it make you feel I better? Mean, yes, yes. I would appreciate it. Well, at least make me laugh. Thank you. And I know you would call me out. Oh, I my goodness. I try to be um, better about that. People hate that, and I get it. Anyway, so Instagram, oh, I love it. you up. I love it. Um, okay. So writing, not Instagram, but writing. The writing stresses me out. And, like, I have found in the past when I journal, like, so I also have, like, super crazy handwriting, and I write really slow and, like, perfectly. Like, you saw yeah. it. It looks like almost like a typewriter, like, okay. right now. Um, and I don't, like, if I just write, then I, like, look back and I'm like, that looks like shit. And I crank off the paper to start away. Just because of the way it looks. Just because of the way the words look on the okay. paper. Okay. So, I want to journal because, and you relax a little bit. 
maybe need to let that go a little bit. Sure. Right? Like, sure. it's my journal. Who cares what the writing looks like? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yes, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, I want to work on writing blogs, writing about a lot of stuff that I've been through, um, and to be more vulnerable, to practice being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's pushes me to do that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just even journaling pushes it me to just step outside my comfort zone and where, yeah, I, I don't normally yeah. do it. So, but also having prompts sometimes of just being grateful um, or focusing on who I am and diving into that, so. Yeah, um, I think speaking into that, one thing that I would say is your heart and soul doesn't give a crap about what it looks like. No. So just do it. Right, and that's right. why, so that's what I'm like, get over your damn self. Yeah, Right. Like, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> One thing that I've, um, one thing that I've found from it that allows me to um, communicate better, and especially with my prayer time, I think you'll find that, um, especially in you know with with Christians, prayer is like this really weird thing where people are saying words that are too big for their everyday vocabulary, and they're speaking super formal, and I've always hated that, um, and I I found myself doing that a lot, and I was like this is ridiculous, so I started writing, and I'm like okay Jesus is someone who's just sitting before me and I'm just pouring my heart out. How would I pour my heart out to someone? And I started writing as if I would do that and it helped me so much more because I felt like that formal, constructive filter kept my heart like just caged in. Mm-hmm. Um, and the writing has helped me so much in just saying, I'm just gonna write and whatever comes out, comes out. I'm not worried about it sounding formal. One, Jesus doesn't give a crap. Too, uh, it's gonna make me feel better. At, so I don't know. I can't wait to hear how it goes for you because it, I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. So what do you what do you notice? What do you notice? Um, when I when I when I journal and write my prayers out, one thing I do appreciate is that it is that I think we've lost touch on. It is something that I will always have as long as I don't lose them. I'll always have to look back on, and I'll always have to say, you know, on this date because I date all of them too. On this date, you know, this rough thing was going on, and. Um, because of X, Y, and Z experiences, I'm now in a better place because of that. Whereas, you know, if you don't have that record of it, you might forget. Um, things just don't, everything we do in our lives doesn't, you know, hold in our mind. That's just the way it works. So I um, I really appreciate that. I think the uh, the next thing, oh, I thought I was kicking you this whole time. I'm just kicking a box. Thank God. <laughs> uh, the, next, uh, the next thing I would say, it just, um, I, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. It makes it makes Jesus more personal um, to me. And I feel like, I mean, I don't want to take his sovereignty away and just say he's just a friend, but that's how it makes me feel. It makes me, um, it helps me develop that personal relationship a little bit more um, instead of making him feel like this distant, you know, this distant Jesus, this distant God who is kind of above mm-hmm. and looking down versus someone who's sitting next to me saying, hey man, what's, what's, what's going on in life? Um, so it allows me to be more personal with him um, and it also allows me to be more honest with myself. So I was just gonna say, yeah, you and feel more, like you've gotten to know yourself better. 100%. Um, it allows me to be more objective and to really look at myself in a, whatever, a mirror, for example, and say, what is really going on versus what, you know, what do I want to be going on? Um, and like I said, taking off that formal filter has really helped me experience that. And the writing has helped me experience that, but I definitely have learned a lot more um, about myself, about myself, and looking back, even like I said, having that log, how did I work through this thing? Because um, I would write about it. You know, what helped, what didn't help. I get to look back and 
figure all that stuff out because otherwise sometimes if that log isn't there people will say how did you get through that one thing or how did this happen i said i don't know it just did and you know if i can figure out what helped you know that that's going to help my future struggles or my future victories working through them mm-hmm. you know later on um, and I think also, lastly, to sum up your question or to sum up the answer to your question is that it help, it's helping me communicate with other people a lot better. Um, I'm trying to come with the same approach that when I, you know, that I use when I'm writing to communicate with Kaylee. Um, our communications, our, our communication is like a journal and the only way it's going to be best is if I'm 100% vulnerable, honest, and just saying, hey, this is who I am. This is what's going on. I need you to be my, my teammate here and at least just listen. Um, and it's, I mean, it's been amazing. It's been awesome. I think to be super, super vulnerable, um, you know, as something that I've always struggled with uh, in, in life is lust. And I think a lot of men struggle with that and it's not something that is communicated enough. Um, and we, we are shameful of it. Um, and Kaylee and I were able to have this conversation about that was just raw and vulnerable and my heart and my mindset and what I've been, you know, how I've been looking at life is completely different because of that. Whereas before I might've not, you know, I might've felt like I can't talk to her about this or I have to keep this filtered because she's not going to understand or, you know, whatever the excuse is. But I said, screw it. This makes me extremely uncomfortable. But I know that if I shine some light on this, it might be, you know, if not completely destroyed, dampened a ton. And ever since that day, I mean, our relationship has been better. Um, I would say that my heart has been, I mean, a lot more full. um, And it's just, there's been so much more light on my life because of that conversation. And I think that is due to my writing um, because that's when I felt convicted to talk to her about it. Yeah, to open up and just say, hey, this is is what I'm struggling with. This is something that's going on. Uh, Take it or leave it, I need you to at least hear what I'm saying. And that's been like, it's, it's been huge. And I think that if, I mean, any men that are listening, even women, and not to say that women don't struggle with it too, but it's, you gotta shine light on it. Whatever it is that's going on in life, lust or not lust, lying, deceit, whatever the heck it is, you know, an addiction, you gotta, you gotta put light on it. And the best way to do that is be 100% open and honest to the person that you wanna talk to. Um, and it's just, I mean, one of my buddies texted me the other day and he said, hey man, can we be accountable to each other again? You know, it's kind of falling through the cracks, blah, 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 blah. And I said, when's the last time you talked to your wife about this? And he goes, ah, a few months ago, I told her that I was struggling with it. And I said, sit down, have a conversation with her, literally tell her everything, everything, everything. I don't care how uncomfortable it makes you. She signed up for life. She'll, she's going to listen. If she gets angry, mad, upset, sure, she has a right to, but she's going to listen. She's going to hear you and you are going to feel completely free because of that. And that's going to help you more than I can. So I hope that he does that, but it's just, everybody needs to know that it sucks, but just whatever it is, just say it. So that's a tangent, but that's, that's what I would say. That's what I've seen. Journaling those, I mean, it's got to help bring all those emotions up and to clarify as opposed to if you didn't journal about it, you'd be like, Oh, I feel this way, but I'm not going to address it. Right. Whereas journaling, you dive in and you, start to dig deeper into why you feel absolutely become clear with what is the issue mm-hmm. so that you can communicate it better. Right. Yeah. And, and through that you kind of see, okay, this has the issue because I think a lot of people want a solution to things, but they don't really quite know what the problem is. And so they find that issue. And then as a result of that, they say, okay, if this is the issue, this is what's going on. 
I'm there. They may be more likely to formulate some sort of solution to that problem, which for me was, I felt convicted to just talk about it. And I did. And it's like, I'm so free now. It's awesome. It's the best thing ever. Good. Yeah. It's great. So, I mean, yeah, the journaling is awesome. I can't wait to see what you get out of it. Yeah. So. And yeah, in, in a, typing it first, pen to paper. I want to know your thoughts. Um, man, I. Do you handwrite? Or oh yeah. You? That's I hard. And I think there's yeah. I think. I think. I would say the style of it. I'm not sure. You know which one is better. But I know that anytime you're typing, you have other things popping up that could distract you. If I'm typing on my phone, I could get a notification. I know that Instagram is whatever, a click away. I know that um, I could be getting a text. If on my computer, I could be getting an email. Um, sure, you can turn your Wi-Fi off and you know reject all things from coming in, but you know you're just a click away. Whereas if um, I have my journal, my pen, my paper, right. and my phone is downstairs, my computer's downstairs, I, I'm right here and this is all I've got. This is all I, all I need. So I would say pen to paper, for sure. Um, yeah, I haven't tried computer, but I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother because pen to paper is just so awesome right now. Yeah, the only thing I use my phone for typing is like a to-do list because my mind is like a little empty sometimes and it just loses things. So I'm like, I gotta type it down or else I'm gonna forget in two minutes. <laughs> so yeah, that's what, that's what I would say. Um, and you said you're gonna try to start, you're doing like the five minute journal. Is that like mm -hmm. some sort of plan, like plan organized thing or it's mm -hmm. like an outline? Tell me more about that. How does that work? Um, it gives you just some prompts sometimes focusing on gratitude. I, I, okay, gotcha. I mean, I haven't gotten it yet. It's on my Christmas wish list. Okay. So hopefully. Someday. And it's an actual journal, like not like an app or anything. Mm -mm. Okay. Well, the, no, there is an app. And okay. so that's what somebody recently was like, why don't you just do the app? And I like was going back and forth. I'm like, oh, that is so easy because then it is just right there. Do but... paper. Or at least, you know, look at the prompt on your app, write it down, and then t leave that's your phone with you. You know, you could do that too. So it gives you like a, 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 a guideline or an outline or a, a mm -hmm. topic, and you just do that each day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's interesting. The gratitude one is huge. I mean, um, are there, here's another question with your, like, whatever, journaling time, meditation time. Do you find that, well, first question, if you don't get it done in the morning, do you ever do it later in the day? Or do you just say, I'll do it the next morning because you like it in the morning better? Usually it's the next day. Being Usually honest. the next day in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> being honest. For sure. Um, breathing, breathing, I will breathe. Like, as I'm just driving, sure. sometimes that, like, sometimes just music off everything off and if the kids aren't in the car then I'll sit and just as I'm driving right and I think breathing even helps even if it's not like an active I'm going to sit here and completely dismiss all thoughts just slowing down your breath helps to calm you and ground you so sure um, yes but yes and are you a real book type person or oh just curious uh what do you mean oh versus like uh audiobook or yep um, definitely real book. Audiobook, I don't know what it is. Audio, but like podcasts and stuff, I'm podcasts dialed. I'm I think it's the conversation style. That's like podcasts, I'm good, but right. audiobooks, no. Right. Give me a real book. Right. So the audiobooks for me, what I find that is when I listen to them, um, like for example, I'm listening to a book right now that I've already read and I just haven't read it in forever. And I was like, I'll listen to it, not retaining a single thing. Right. And I think it's just that, that, um, what do you call it? Like kind of like the monotone, reading line by line. I don't know. It just doesn't stick with me. Obviously, you know, lifestyle-wise, it's a lot easier because you can drive and get it done right. or whatever. But um, I enjoy just sitting down and reading a book That's and I am. having That's coffee, funny. tea, whatever it is, and just in 
like I said, activity, just just enjoying that one present moment. And I remember a lot more. I get lost a lot easier as far as like just being in the story or whatever that's going on, whatever it is that's going on in the book. Um, so yeah, definitely real book person for sure. Do you notice the same things for yourself? Yes, and but podcasts, it's funny. Like I will listen to podcasts all day long, and then Me too. like other friends are like, "Oh, well, why don't you just listen to this book on paper?" I'm like, eh, "It's, it's not, not the same. same." No, I mean it, it'd be like saying, you know, I want to talk to you in real life. First. Right. Right. Or I'd rather, you know, it, it, it'd be like saying, I'd rather watch a show that it, you can tell is 100% scripted versus off the hook a little bit. You're going to enjoy off the hook more. Um, when that auditory experience is there, I think script just doesn't do well. And you get that script with the audio book because they're just reading the book, you know. Um, some people enjoy it. I just don't, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't click for me as well. And I know that um, for me, although I have a lot of books that I want to read every single year, I have a goal. I'd much rather fall short and remember those books than just listen to whatever, 20, however many goal, uh, books I want to read, just listen to them and not remember anything from them. For me, right. that, does, that doesn't do me any good. The whole reason I wanted to read those books was to get something out of it, to improve my life. And if I just did it to check a box, what's the point? You know. So I definitely read them all the time. I would say, do you, do you like self-help? you like fiction, nonfiction, self-help? Mm-hmm. That's like your main thing with the books. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a little like... I was just self-help all the time. I'm trying to mix more of the, you know, the, uh, the fiction in there just a little bit, just to kind of let my mind wander and go. Yeah. Um, it's been good. Yeah. But I definitely yeah. still enjoy the self-help a lot yeah. more. Personal development. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What are some books that you love that you are, that you think people should be reading? I'm going to circle back. I'm going to pause for one okay. second and just come go back to the five minute journal. Yes. Like Tell what prompt that. is like, I'm grateful for what would make today great some daily affirmations, Okay. and then what could I have done better today? Oh, I love those. Which, like, I think being a master of self and constantly editing, and what could you have done better, right. um, it's huge at the yep. end of the day to reflect. Um, so my favorite books, oh my goodness. Untethered Soul is one that is huge for me, um, and that is just becoming aware of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like, sitting back and notice how, like, you see a dog and like all of a sudden your, your mind just makes up a whole story about seeing a dog on the street and right. like just noticing how crazy like you can sit there and it's like if you listen to your thoughts it's like yeah there's this whole other person in your head that's <laughs> telling you stories sure. and or if you see like a car that reminds you of your high school ex-boyfriend and then you just like go off yep. or if somebody doesn't respond to you and then you make up a whole story of how they're mad at you and blah, 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 like just slowing down your thoughts and noticing when you're just creating a story uh-huh. that's not real. Interesting. Um, okay. And I don't know if I've ever done that, but I'm sure it'd be crazy if I thought, you know, slow like down. Like just start in the shower and just notice what, like, for five minutes, just notice what comes up, like right. what kind of story that you make make up in your head of I don't know why somebody acted a certain way or sure. why you feel a certain way or I can't do this or whatever it may be. Just um, it's just funny how our brain like has to fill these empty spaces yeah it's not comfortable just sitting mm-hmm. doing nothing so mm-hmm. um i think just becoming a conscious observer of your thoughts was like the biggest takeaway from that um let's see what other ones are some big ones i don't i haven't been reading enough i'm gonna be honest i have not yeah i have not been doing like the podcast thing but like listening more recently so um mindset is probably my next 
next book that I'm going to read. It's so. just called Mindset? Uh-huh. Okay. What's yep. the premise of that book? Of your mindset transcends in every area of your life. Okay. So, okay. Um, yeah, just, and that mindset is, it's everything. Yeah. It's everything. For sure. So your perspective, your outlook. Um, God, why do I think, forgetting what the name of the one was I just read. One of my um, favorites um, that I read in this last year was The Go-Giver. Um, that book is amazing. I think whether it's it's unbelievable. I think whether you're starting a, you're, you're growing a business, you've had a business for a while, you're growing a personal brand, even as a person, um, it's, it's a book I think everybody should read, but it's all about this kind of the way you live life in this giving mentality um, and the fact that just what goes around comes around and all ships rise together. Um, I think we all live in this kind of this take lifestyle where it's like, I'll give if I get back um, rather keeping than score. just, right, keeping score rather than just trusting if I give one that's going to fill their soul, my soul, and two, it's going to come back naturally. Just trusting that um, they're two completely different things, although they end up with the same result. Two completely different things, but it's about um, this. It's a, it, it's these concepts and ideas put into a fictional story in a sense. And so, it's about this this man that is looking for this um, this this big sale, and he's got this mindset of like take 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 get this sale get this sale get this sale, um, and he's kind of put in this place and meets this guy that takes him, uh, that introduces him to a bunch of other people, and they he learns how they all fit into this story of giving essentially, and how their giving has actually helped them all become better people, better business owners, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's a great book. It's amazing. Yeah, so the go-giver. So instead of go-getter, go-giver. You recommended go-giver. some other ones that were good. I can't even remember. But um, one thing, as far as like giving right. and acts of service, you find a difference between giving money away and what you get back from it or giving your time away. Um, I think... Man, that's that's a good question. I think that um, they're both entirely different. I would say I definitely notice more from time, I mean, as far as getting stuff back. But I also think you can do the same for money, but it takes more effort. Uh, and I think there's also a, a positioning of your heart that needs to be there um, when you give money. I think, I mean, this is, a, I mean, obviously, you know, tithing is um, a part of, following who Jesus is, and I find that I hate giving money when I just do it to give money. Um, but if I spend time, well, I want, if I give it to something that I really want to see grow and flourish, and then if I, um, you know, just pray over that giving, that it's used well, um, and make sure that my heart is in the right place, knowing that I'm not giving this money just to say I did it, but I'm giving it just to... Just check it off the list. Right. Like, hey, I'm giving it to... I'm a good person. Right, yeah. exactly. I got it done. I can say that I got it done. Versus just giving it to this cause, whatever, community, this church, whatever, um, saying that I, I hope and pray that this is the result from it, and then paying attention to what comes of it as well, I think is huge. Um, but yeah, I think giving time naturally without putting in effort, you kind of notice, I kind of notice more because the effort is the time that you're giving, you just go. Right. So for example, with the high school students at Timberline Church here, we all, I mean, with the guys, Fort Collins High School guys, we all get uh, free pie on Wednesday nights at Village Inn. Um, and that's something where, you know, time is given. Uh, but the, you know, as a result of that time that is given, it's community conversations. So it's you're, you're kind of immediately 
noticing that benefit from that. You know, the guys have friends that they're making, um, they're building, you know, bonds and they're building trust within each other and you can all see that happen right in front of you. Whereas if I were to say, you know, okay, I'm going to, you know, give $20 um, to Village and Pie Nights and another group just goes and does it and then the $20 helps them pay for the pies, uh, that's, that's different. That's something I would have to, one, make sure my heart's in the right place, two, ask and see how it's going, um, I'd have to go out of my way to see that stuff. So to, to bring it all back, I would say that time is what I notice as far as um, stuff coming back more. I think you can from money as well, but you have to be very conscious of what you're doing and why you're doing it and going out of your way to see those those consequences, whether they're good or bad. What about you? Um, I would say that definitely time is more impactful, that the money is something that can create like a more of a like fleeting like you get instant like oh I feel good I did this sure but it's not a lasting because you don't have that connection you don't have the memory you don't I have agree. everything else that creates a bigger impact right. on it so um and then coming back to books I mean I feel like this is like a typical one that most people have read is Rising Strong by Renee Brown oh I haven't heard of that one um yeah it's embracing the struggles in your life um okay and that nobody really talks about also from like when you're in your darkest place and the process it takes to get from you're down in the dirt, you're going through the worst day of your life to shifting that energy or to rising up and becoming a better person that people don't really talk about that. It's kind of like, no, I just got from here to there, point A to point B and not the journey and the process through it. Right. Um, and I had started reading it when Blake had been diagnosed. Okay. Was so was that something that was recommended to you too? Mm -hmm. Okay. And it talks about, yeah, like you're down with your face in the dirt in the gladiator arena and like, yeah, that it, like life is hell and I couldn't read it. Like at that time in my life, I was like, nope, like got to that and was like, this is too much. This is too hard because yeah, what I'm dealing with right now is so real and so hard. I can't even get my head, like I couldn't, I couldn't get, I couldn't wow. get there. Um, so reading it afterwards shifted a whole different energy of again, to be open, vulnerable, talk about it, talk about the emotions and talk about how you felt when you were going through the hardest days of your life and right. what helped you get from, I guess what pulled you out of it. So, uh -huh. um, to ask for help and all those things that it takes courage to open up and share your story, to share when you're hurting. It takes courage to ask for help. Most people Try your strong right. on their own. Right. I'm making a huge generalization there, but yes. I mean, I would argue that's true, but we're not, we were all put here together. So right. we're not, yeah, we're not, not made here. to be on our own. We're not yeah. here alone. Like, right. yes. Um, and to notice the, like, when I've asked for help, that it's been when I truly need it. And that the people that care about me, it's not, I mean, it's zero hesitation that they help and then. I'm able to pull myself out of a place, sure. whatever, a dark place, hard time in my life. So, um, and then stronger connections form because you're opening up, you're sharing your heart that you're hurting, that you need help. And, um, you get so much more out of it. Yeah. So, so when it, that, at first that book was difficult to read in that time for you, did you come back to it and say, screw it, I need to read it? Or did you leave it be until, you know, things got a little better and you felt like you could come back to it and face those demons? I waited a little bit and then okay. came back to it. Do so. you wish you'd done it the other way or... Are you happy that you took some time? I'm happy I took some time. I mean, uh, mm, mm, that's a very good question. I, know. I think looking back, yes, maybe it would have helped me 
to grow faster, to acknowledge, to open up more about okay. what was going on. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was hard for me to get through. Like I was just crying, reading it and right. just setting it down and being like, I can't, right. I can't. So, uh -huh. um, yes. What about, what about that? Yeah, no, for sure. What about that book or what principle, idea, concept, whatever you want to call it, helped you most during that time or after dealing with that time, whatever you want to call it, what helped you, um, deal with that trauma from that book? Um, to talk more about it, talk freely, to be open about it. Um, I tend to, when things are super traumatic, um, just my own personal self, uh, if something goes wrong, it's not a big deal. Like, I will talk about it all day long. Like, I talk about my problems. But if something is super serious and traumatic to me, no. I will close up, won't talk to anybody about it, and... That's your natural just tendency, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Um, I would say even my friends in high school would say I was a very private person. Okay. That if something went seriously wrong... They weren't going to hear about it. No. No. Um, and I would internalize it. So, um, sharing my story reaching out more, forming deeper connections. Um, it has helped me through all that because afterwards, I mean, it still was hard. Like, right. it still was hard. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, I think just getting me to open up more. Uh -huh. Do you, is that still a little bit of a struggle for you or do you feel like it's a little more natural for you to, to talk and be open um, about things that are going on in your life? I'm more open now, but now it's more with, People that are close to me. Sure. Uh, like, so, I mean, I've taken a step further. Like, I, I, I don't pour out my heart and soul on social media. Like, right. yes, that's not going to happen for me. Um, which, I think there's good and bad to that, that some people keep things a little bit more private. Some people share their stories and are public speakers, and their stories inspire others and change other people's lives, where, as I tend to just keep those emotions are close and that are dear to my heart and that have had the biggest impact on my life to my smaller circle of friends. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. Regarding the social media and being open and honest and vulnerable or not on there, it seems like your posts have a great message every single time. Is that something that comes to mind in the moment or is that something that you're like, I thought about this earlier or I had this planned out, I want to do this. How, how do you how do you work through those posts those messages and those captions that you put on there? Usually they're pretty relevant to even that day So I don't post if I don't really feel like it right. um, anymore I used to plan it used to plan it, but yesterday's post I wrote a pretty long one. And it was just where I was at yesterday, right? So, um, do you feel like it's more authentic when you're doing it that way and it's easier to write? Whatever it is because you're doing it more in the moment not necessarily, because even if I planned it out beforehand, I would write something that was still going on in my life about something that was going on in my life, and then it'd just be posted later. Oh, okay. So, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's always something that's going on currently in my life. A lot of times, I mean, my quotes are even just good self-reminders. Like, I post a motivational quote every day, and they're just reminders. They're friendly reminders. We can all use them. Right, um, but absolutely. then, yes, with my captions, it usually is something that is okay. current in okay. my life and something that I am working on or thinking about or yes I spend I spend time it's not just like just write whatever it's right what are the what are the positives and negatives you've seen from the 
growth of social media and the need to use social media in your life with what you're doing. Because let's face it, building a personal brand, it's your good luck doing it without social media. What are oh, the yeah. what are the positives and negatives you've seen from from more of that being in your life? Um, pauses that I've seen is that you can reach more people, clearly. Sure. And I feel like I have impacted other people that I would have, never, ever, ever, ever have been able to reach. Um, right. People that you, you don't know who you're going to inspire, and it's crazy. Um, some of the messages to receive back um, just from a simple post that was me taking five minutes to write something and knowing that it impacted somebody else. Um, so that's been huge just to be able to reach more people. Um, but there was for a while like, oh, I have to do this. And that ended up taking more control. Um, so that's more of a negative. Yes. And so I think it's been raining it back and not letting technology run you. Like, don't let that take over your life. Don't let yeah. anything run you in your, your day-to-day life. But using it as a tool to reach others. Um, sure as a resource um, and the feedback I have received just from people that don't see me in the gym every day yet now they see me post a story every day but yeah. then there is like one of the girls on my team we were talking about the other day it's like okay so I always post like the certain things and like if I don't post my workout because I've shifted my mindset recently about my workouts and my posts uh -huh. um, if I don't post my workout, do people think that I'm just sit, sitting at home not doing anything? But then, then there's like this guilt and there's like this whole like right. weird thing where it's like, no, I still worked out. Like, who cares? Like, I didn't post a story about it. Who cares? Uh -huh. Who cares? So there's been that negative um, about it. But at the same time, for me, it's been more of a positive. I just, you have to notice and be at it when it's taking over or taking time away from like my kids. Like. I have to notice that um, when it's distracting me while I'm trying to get work done. Like, if I'm trying to get work done, that it's like no opening Instagram. Like, right. don't don't touch it. Don't go there. Like, just focus. Um, yeah. Do you is it is it easy to notice that, or do you feel like there are times when it's happening and keeping you from other things in your life, and you tend to kind of not realize it, or is it easy for you to say, oh, this is a distraction right now, or this is taking me away from something else? I need to stop. I think lately I've been more aware of it. Okay. That that it was kind of um, so every month you know I've done pretty much a self a daily habit type thing. This month I did not like set one and but in my head it kind of was like less social media or be more cognizant of social media time um, right. and how much time I'm on there. Um, also just being more present in every like I think I try pretty hard to be present but we can always be better um, and that my workouts like. My workouts, I am limiting my time, like get in there, make it count, don't let it last all day, so that I can go and get other things done and I have more quality time with my children, um, more quality time sure. with friends, I have more time to work on my own branding, all of those things. It's like, okay, I set this time aside, make it happen, um, and then I don't always like setting up your phone. Like, no, it doesn't take a long time, but it's kind of pain in the ass sometimes to just set up the phone and like do it. But right. it's like, no, I just want to work out, like, and I don't want. I don't need to be connected. I don't need right. this attached. I don't need that. Like right now, I'm just here to lift, and it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, so it's shifted. It's shifted some. So, okay. Okay. yes, I like that. Um, what, what do you, what have you noticed that gets the most? Um, I don't know what the right word is. Acknowledgement, recognition, um, responses. What kind of posts 
receive the most of that that you've noticed on your Instagram? Gosh, what was it? One of them that was, unfortunately, is yes. Like, I suppose a lot of times it is. And like it is. Sure. That's, I mean, that's the reality yeah. of it. Um, and that's been unfortunate. I don't, I don't track a lot of it. So that's the other thing. Like, I know, like, there's some people that, sorry if I'm offending anyone, that go through and like see who liked it, see how many likes, like, noticing. And they notice that like their friend didn't like something. And it's like, Right. Like that is consuming. That is taking over your life. That Absolutely. is the definition of it's taking over your life. Um, so, I mean, there's as when you're trying to market yourself and bring yourself, like you have to look at times. And I've let go of that a little bit more. Um, that I want to be real first, and that I'm not trying to always post at the peak hours or whatever's reported as the peak hours. That I'm gonna post when it works into my day. Yep. So. Um, no, you do. I, and I think uh, a result of that is that the authenticity and just doing it when you feel like it is more of a long-term growth thing. Right. Um, when you get That's my hope. That's uh, what I'm hoping. Sure. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Um, the, yeah, that short-term growth, doing it the right time of day, making sure people like it. One, I think, it, well, most importantly, I think it just creates such an unhealthy relationship with it. Um, and it turns an opportunity opportunity to connect and inspire people into data and numbers and right or wrong versus this is who I am. Let's talk about it. This is who you are. Let's talk about it. Um, going back to the pictures where you feel like the least amount of clothes get the most attention. How do you feel about social media and a lot of women feeling like they need to post those types of things to get the attention that they're seeking. How do you feel about all of that? I think it's hard. I think it's hard. Um, and especially it's, there's a challenge and there's a balance um, being in the fitness industry because you're working on your body. Like, and yes, like I work very freaking hard on my body and yeah. I do want to show it off. Um, and there is, it's, everyone has their own individual outlook on what's okay to post, what's not to po sure. okay to post. Sure. Um, and I think you have to know who you are and not give in to the pressure of like, oh, that got more likes and again, letting that consume you, letting that take over and going for more likes, um, but being confident in who you are, yeah. um, knowing that I am a mom and I don't like, when I have itty bitty clothes on, that's when I'm on stage and then otherwise it's not. Right. Um, um, and that's just for me that's who I am those are my values I'm not going to post yeah yeah some other more risque photos uh -huh. um, yes it's be confident in who you are and yeah I think a lot of thing I think one thing that a lot of people don't realize too especially going back to the short game versus long game stuff if your your brand, your social media presence, your posts, whatever you want to call it, if those are surrounded on what you're looking like, um, what happens when that is compromised? Uh -huh. What happens when you go through a rough time in life and you put on a lot of body fat? What happens when you break a leg and you can't work out? 
where is your brand, your personal gone. stuff? Oh. Where, yeah, where's all, it's gone. It's gone. All of that is done. And that makes me think of, you know, the people on, you know, YouTube that are doing those videos that are doing like crazy tricks and stunts and things like that. They're in, they're in it for the short game. And I don't think they're thinking about the long term because what, like I said, what happens when you get hurt, you're done. You don't have any other sort of posts. And that's why I think having that vulnerability, the authenticity, the captions in there, the more of the, this is who I am on the inside is so important because that is forever. Whereas that other stuff is, is far more temporary. And if you can take 10 years to get people to like who you are, who Anna is, you know, on the inner levels versus two to five years on the outer stuff, the former is going to pay off so much more in the long term. And I think that's a lot of things. That's, that's one thing that I think people don't quite understand <laughs> that they probably should keep in mind. Well, and Liz, my posts, like, um, it's like every other week I do just a quote um, as my Motivation Monday. Like I, It's still a part of my post. Right. That usually gets like the least amount of likes. When it's right. just words and not a picture, it usually gets the least amount of likes. But that's usually where I dive in more um, to something that's going on. Like it's a quote that means a lot to me and yeah. has spurred like some thought process. Um, and I write a longer caption, like there's more to be said. And to me, that's important to have. Sure. So it's not like, oh, it got the least amount of likes, so I'm not going to do it anymore. It's sometimes it creates more of an impact, and I get more messages back from it, um, as well as food. Like, my food posts, they don't get as much either. Right. But I want to put out that it's not just about what you look like. Like, it's also about fueling your body. It's also about what you're thinking. It's also about what's going on in your real life. That mm-hmm. even though those may not get there, they're always going to be a part of my right. profile. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, what is... Oh, and transformation picks. Those get... Sure. Those get a ton. Absolutely. They do. They, they just do. They're, they're inspiring. I mean, they're, you can't downplay those. Yeah. Um, what is... I mean, what's what's next for you? What's next in, you know, the rest of this year, 2019? What's coming up? That. Absolutely. What's... You knew you were going to ask absolutely. that. And you got to be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> um, right now... I'm doing me. I don't. I'm. I'm stepping back from. There has to be these big goals and mm-hmm. just enjoying, enjoying, working out, enjoying time with my kids, enjoying Christmas time, um, because it is like my lifestyle. It's my habit. Like whether I'm competing again in CrossFit, in bodybuilding, whatever it may be, I don't know for sure. But I know that I'm going to continue to take care of my health, um, right. and that's my lifestyle. Um, so what's next is putting myself out there more as a personal trainer, marketing myself more, getting okay. my website launched. Okay. So I would say that's next. Um, For sure. Other than that, yeah, just enjoying. Good. Enjoying, enjoying all, all the things. Yeah. What's next for you? Awesome. Um, For me, I don't know. I would argue. I would. I would argue. I would say the same thing. Um, I haven't really thought through goals as far as, you know, 2019 or recent or whatever. Um, but just, I mean, Kaylee and I are getting married in May and it's kind of big. Kind yeah, of big. it's, it's huge. <laughs> and just making sure that our relationship is my number one priority so that I can be the best husband I can possibly be so I can serve her well, um, and just have a, a great, marriage right off the gate. I think that a lot of people focus too much on whatever it is, the planning, the logistics, 
um, and they overlook the foundation of building who they are as a couple. And I would say that that might, you know, that I mean, it just it comes into play later on. So I'm just I'm really focusing on our relationship and making sure that I can just be the best fiance and best husband to her as we go into marriage and um, just fostering that as much as I possibly can. Yeah. So that's that's my primary focus. Um, after that, you know, secondary stuff, I'll be honest, it is secondary, um, just building a clientele, you know, just making sure I'm getting as full as possible. I would like to, a very general thing in 2019 is just helping 30 people, at least 30 people transform their lives through health and fitness, through coaching. Um, that's, that's a goal as well. But other than that, like you said, just really trying to, smart goal. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, technical. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but like you said, other than that, just just being way more present, just saying, who cares about Instagram right now? This is this is Christmas with family. I just just being more in the moment is just where I'm trying to be. And that might not be too measurable, but it's something that's definitely possible and that's what I'm trying to be with it. So yeah. I'm gonna ask you probably didn't read my post last night, did you? I don't think I did. I wouldn't expect you to. But <laughs> I mean I, I didn't see it. It's not like I saw it and ignored it. <laughs> I haven't been on Instagram since like yesterday morning, I think. Um one thing that I was writing about was just values um, and knowing who you are and knowing what's important to you. Like you saying that your marriage, being a good fiance, is important, that's a priority. Um, and not letting the day-to-day -day distractions take away from that. Um, mm -hmm. And so I dove into once you know what's truly important, when you take the time to sit down and write like who you are, why it's important to you, what it means to you, that then when day-to-day -day decisions come up, that it's easier to say no. Like if absolutely, if people know that I'm very disciplined and I never miss a workout, whatever, and then day comes up where I'm tired, it's like no, I know that discipline's huge in my life and it's a long-term goal. That that's always going to be something to strive to be who I am. That then I'm going to go work out. Like right. that's just a part of who I am. Yep. So and when it's also put out there to everyone on social media, then I'm held accountable. Yeah, for so. sure. Yes, Good. and it just reinforces, reinforces all it that. It does, but it does. Yes. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. Thank you. It. Thank you. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast. <laughs>